Hey friend, welcome back to another episode of the Bibles, Babies, and Business Podcast. This is episode 91, and we have an incredible episode to talk about today. We're going to be discussing how God wants to turn your coaching business into your ministry. Now, maybe you're coming into this episode and every time that you've ever heard the word ministry in your entire life, maybe you've envisioned it in a church setting or maybe in um, a ministry where you go overseas and and you serve people in other countries. And, And yes, ministry is all of those things. But what if God also considers your coaching business your ministry? And friend, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. He does. He considers your business your ministry. And so we're going to talk about that today because when we glorify the Lord with our work, we are operating in a ministry. And so friend, that's how I want you to start viewing your business today. And hopefully at the end of this episode, you will see why, because we are also doing a Bible study breakdown episode in the book of Isaiah, specifically Isaiah 6. So if you don't have your Bible near you, and if you are in a safe place, aka not driving, then I want you to pause, go grab your Bible, come back here, because we are going to talk about how God wants to turn your coaching business into your ministry. Let's do it. Hey mama, welcome to Bibles, Babies, and Business. Are you ready to start an online biz, quit your nine to five, and stay home with your kids? Are you up late at night Googling online business ideas, how to market myself, and how to get my first paying client? Do you have lots of ideas, but feel overwhelmed when trying to figure out which ones to focus on so you can move your business forward? Hey there, I'm Cami. I'm a Christian, a wife, and a soon-to-be mom. A few years ago, I too felt drained by my day job and wished I could find a way to make money online. I wanted time freedom and the financial freedom to be a stay-at-home mom, but imposter syndrome kept creeping in and telling me, You could never make enough money doing that. And what if you do try and you fail? But then I discovered how to build an online coaching business from home. In this podcast, you'll find biblical principles for the Christian entrepreneur, online marketing tips to help you start and build an online coaching business from home, and a whole lot of mom life because we're doing it all with a baby on our hip. So grab your Bible, snuggle your baby, and let's build your business because you were made for this. All right, friends, we're going to start off today's episode jumping right into the word of God. I'm starting in at Isaiah 6, verse 1. It was in the year King Uzzah died that I saw the Lord. He was sitting on a lofty throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Attending him were mighty seraphim, each having six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they flew. They were calling out to each other, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of heaven's armies. The whole earth is filled with his glory. Their voices shook the temple to its foundations, and the entire building was filled with smoke. Then I said, it's all over. I am doomed for I am a sinful man. I have filthy lips and I live among a people with filthy lips. Yet I have seen the king, the Lord of heaven's armies. Then one of the seraphim 
flew to me with a burning coal he had taken from the altar with a pair of tongs. He touched my lips with it and said, See, this coal has touched your lips. Now your guilt is removed and your sins are forgiven. Then I heard the Lord asking, Whom should I send as a messenger to this people? Who will go for us? I said, Here I am. Send me. Ooh, this, this passage in scripture just, it gets me. It gets me on a deep level. Um, I first want to highlight when Isaiah came into the Lord's presence at first, let's recognize he was a hot mess. Like Isaiah did not come into God's presence perfectly clean. He came into God's presence and he, he was a wreck and he knew it. Like it's, it says that he said, it's all over. I'm doomed for I'm a sinful man. I have filthy lips and I live among a people with filthy lips. Yet I have seen the King, the Lord of heaven's armies. And for context here, you know, why did he say I'm doomed? It's all over. So just so you know, in the old Testament, if you saw God, you were going to die. Like nobody could look at God's face and then go on living because we are such sinful beings that to look at the face of the Lord was to look at such holiness that just it, it was we were so unworthy of. So in Old Testament context, if you saw the Lord, it meant that you were going to die. So Isaiah was was recognizing that and he was also painfully aware of how sinful he was. It's like showing up to a wedding in sweatpants. Like you're just, obviously it's much more important than that, but have you ever just showed up somewhere and you're like, wow, I am wildly underdressed. (laughs) Imagine going to the most high class, the most luxurious, the most formal event in the world. And you misread the invitation and thought it said, casual wear. Like that's how Isaiah is feeling times like a million. And while he's in the Lord's presence, not only does he not die, something pretty incredible happens. The seraphim, which by the way, the seraphim, I need to like Google seraphim to see what does a seraphim actually look like? I don't know if you were following along with me as I was reading, but the seraphim have um, six total wings. It says two wings that covered their faces, two that covered their feet, and two with which they flew. So a wild looking creature, by the way, that in and of itself would completely freak me out. But the seraphim that has six wings touched Isaiah with a burning coal. First of all, ouch, that would be incredibly painful. And it was. This was a really painful thing to happen to Isaiah. He didn't die in God's presence, but he was burned. Now, scripture doesn't actually say that the coal hurt Isaiah, but here's how we know that this was actually a painful experience for Isaiah. When the seraphim picked up the coal, he picked up the coal with tongs. Now the purpose of tongs like in a kitchen is to be able to grab something that is in either like a hot liquid or in a hot oven to be able to grab that thing and pull it out without burning yourself. And the seraphim, this heavenly being, okay, this was not a human with like human feeling and like, like human limitations. This was a heavenly being. 
if the heavenly being had to pick up, had to use tongs in order to pick up this burning coal off the altar, then you are darn tootin' that thing was hot, okay? If the seraphim had to use protection in order to grab the coal, then when he touched it to Isaiah's lips, Isaiah being a limited human being, absolutely, that burned Isaiah's lips. Now, why would God have the seraphim burn Isaiah? The answer is to purify him. God was refining Isaiah. Remember, Isaiah was painfully aware that he was unworthy to be in God's presence. And so the seraphim, by God's command, purified Isaiah. I don't know if you've ever heard the song Refiner by Maverick City Music, but I want to read to you some of the lyrics from that song. It's it's a pretty popular worship song. Definitely go add it to your Spotify or Apple Music after this. Um, But this is going to help to give you context as to why God would burn or use burning as a form to purify Isaiah. So the lyrics go like this. You're a fire, the refiner. I want to be consumed. I want to be tried by the fire, purified. You take whatever you desire. Lord, here's my life. Clean my hands, purify my heart. I want to burn for you, only for you. Burn me beautiful, burn me lovely, burn me righteous, burn me holy. The Lord was using the coal to burn Isaiah, not for the sake of punishment, not for the sake of pain, but for the sake of purification. It's really important that we get this. God's intent was not to punish, but to purify. Why? Why would he want to purify Isaiah? Well, reason number one is because he loves Isaiah, just like he loves all of his children, just like he loves you and me. And beyond his love for Isaiah, why else would God want to purify Isaiah? Why, I'll I'll say it another way. Why would he want to transform Isaiah? The reason God wanted to transform or purify Isaiah is so that he could then send Isaiah out into the world as a messenger. If you didn't know, Isaiah is one of the most profound prophets in the entire Bible. And a prophet is somebody who delivers a message from the Lord. They are a a messenger for the Lord, if you will. And in order for Isaiah to be an effective messenger, he needed to be purified or transformed by the Lord. And the way that that was done was was by being burned. Like, Even in today's world, a a process of purifying something sometimes looks like heating it up. Heat is actually a pretty common disinfectant, a way to clean something that was once unclean, heating it, and now it is clean. Growing up, I remember my mom would sometimes, in order to clean something in the house, um, she would boil that thing in. That's how we knew that there were no more germs on it. It's the same concept here. God was using heat or burning from the coal in order to purify, not punish, purify Isaiah. So let's recap quick here. Isaiah was a hot mess. God transformed him into a messenger through the process of purification or burning or refining. And now that Isaiah is a messenger, 
he was able to share with others the message of the Lord, which then became his ministry. So mess turned into a message, turned into a ministry, which his ministry was very successful, by the way. He even began to have his own following of disciples. And there's an entire book in the Bible dedicated to Isaiah's message. So I would venture to say that his ministry was wildly successful. And this is a beautiful representation of what coaching is. 99.9% of coaches become coaches because of something that they walked through in a challenging season in their life. They were transformed and now they want to help other people become free in that area. Like raise your hand if that's you. I can't see you. You can't see me, but I'm guessing your hand is in the air right now. And that's why most of the time our ideal clients are a previous version of ourselves. So I want to break down these three M's here. I want to break down mess, being turned into a message, being turned into a ministry, which is your coaching business. So let's first talk about your mess, okay? Which is a really uncomfortable thing to talk about because it requires us to die to our flesh, to strip off our pride, and to admit to not only the Lord, but to others around us that we are imperfect and vulnerable human beings. To admit you are messy is to admit you are vulnerable. And nobody wants to admit that they're vulnerable because everybody wants to have this feeling of security. And so that right there is a holy and biblical principle because the earth, like like here on earth, our flesh wants us to feel secure. That's why people refuse to be vulnerable. But God doesn't do things like that. Like God doesn't, doesn't follow earthly rules. That's why it says, do not be conformed by the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. God does it differently. God asks us to be vulnerable. Vulnerable about our mess. And when we are vulnerable about our mess, we can be sure that God is not going to punish us. Now he may refine you, transform you, and that may be a painful process, but his heart is not to punish you. The Bible even talks about that, that if you have a fear of punishment, then we're not fully understanding the love of the Lord. So friend, I want you to ask yourself, um, what is an area of your life that was once super messy, but now it's not? Now, that doesn't mean that it's perfect, but it certainly doesn't look the way that it used to. Maybe your health was a mess and God redeemed that. Maybe your finances were a mess. That's me. My finances, they used to be a hot mess. That's why I now help other people make more money, get more clients so that their finances are no longer a hot mess. (laughs) Maybe your relationships were a mess. What was the thing that you got delivered from that used to be a mess? And here's a hint. It may be something that right now you're feeling ashamed of because one of the tactics that the enemy will use in order to try and keep you from speaking out about your mess and being vulnerable, the enemy wants to shame you in order to silence you. Yeah, he wants you to keep it a secret so that you don't share it with others. So what's the thing that you got delivered from that the enemy wants you to keep a secret? That thing. That is your mess. 
Now, here's the beautiful thing. We serve a redeeming father. So your mess doesn't need to stay a mess. Now, this also is not the, going to promise a perfect life because nothing's going to be perfect here on this earth. But God wants us to bring our mess to him. So what is that area of mess for you? Now, let's move on to the second M, which is message. How did God refine you in that area of your life that used to be messy and redeem it? That is your message. After God refined Isaiah by the burning of the coal, he then sent Isaiah out to be a messenger. The scripture literally says, Then I heard the Lord asking, whom should I send as a messenger to this people, the people being Israel? Who will go for us? I said, here I am, send me. God is asking, hey, I redeemed you in that area of your life. Would you be a messenger for me and now go out and tell other people how I redeemed you so that you can give me glory and help them unchained from that same mess, which was, by the way, leading me to the ministry part. When you help others break free and unchained from their mess, you are operating in a ministry. And guess what? That is exactly the mission of your coaching business. Matthew 28, 19 says, therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations. Let me say it for you in another way all industries, all niches. God gives each of his children unique gifts so that they can go out and make disciples in all nations, all industries, all niches. How else is God going to get his message to every inch, nook, and cranny of the earth if he doesn't have messengers in every industry? So friend, right now, if you're thinking, well, I have a mess that, I, that, that God redeems and I, and I have a message that I could tell other people about, but like it feels so small. Like compared to like, to like other types of ministry that I see like in the church or like in other countries, like my, my message seems so small. Friend, that is a tactic of the enemy to keep you silent. Whatever message the Lord has given you, it is not too small. He has to send people into all the nations, all industries, all niches. And here's something else that's really cool. Prior to social media, prior to the internet, prior to phone calls, if you were going to go into all the nations, you had two options. You you could either, uh, three options. You could either go yourself. So there was a lot of traveling involved there. You could send somebody, aka a messenger. Or number three, you could send a letter, which was required to be carried by a messenger. Now... With social media, with the internet, with Wi-Fi, I believe that the Lord has given us a gift of social media so that we can go spread the message globally and be home for dinner. How else could you be a good steward of your home, of your family, of your husband, and go out and make disciples of all the nations through your coaching business if it wasn't for social media. Like, I know that social media gets demonized and like, like agreed. There's pros and cons to social media for sure. Anything that the Lord creates for good, the enemy's going to try and use for evil. But what an amazing tool that God has given us so that we can quite literally go out and make disciples of all the nations. Oh, and you can still stay home with your kids. And because God is so good, he'll even allow you to make an income with it. 
Like, talk about a good and gracious father. So friend, God wants to turn your mess into a message and then into your ministry. And just like he asked Isaiah in verse 8, whom should I send as a messenger to this people? Who will go for us? Friends, let's make sure that we're responding the way that Isaiah did. Here I am, send me. Let's answer the call. Let's accept the assignment that God has given us to use our coaching business as a means of a ministry. The scripture even says that we will overcome by the blood of the lamb and the words of our testimony, aka your message of how God transformed your mess and how you can help other people unchain from their mess, aka your ministry. Isn't it cool seeing all of this come together? Now, one last thing that I want to leave you with today prior to wrapping up this episode. Over the last several weeks, I have spent hours on Zoom chatting with many of you. Um, I've been in the DMs as well. I've gotten to chat with a lot of you, which has been so fun. The thing that keeps coming up on phone calls when I ask women, what are you struggling with in your coaching business, in your ministry? The thing that keeps coming up for women is, Cami, I don't know how to get clients or I'm struggling to get clients. And when we think about the mission of today's episode, turning your mess into a message, into a ministry, the way that you help other people transform in your coaching business is by taking them on as a client and walking them through that transformation. That's, I mean, I mean, in addition to earning income, that's the point of getting clients is to walk them through this transformation and help them unchain from their mess. And so if you have a coaching business and you don't know how to get clients, not only are you not going to make money, you're not going to be helping people unchain from their mess. So it's a pretty big issue. Um, what I want to let you know is this. I'm not going to be doing anything for Black Friday, Okay. Well, what I am going to be doing is spending time with my family. What I am going to be doing instead, though, in my business, instead of a Black Friday sale, next week, I'm going to be releasing a free training all about how to get high ticket coaching clients in your business so that you can help other people unchain from the mess that currently has them bound. The thing that God redeemed you from, and now you are sent on mission to help other people become free from. This training is called the High Ticket Sales Code, and I'm going to drop it here in the podcast first. Y'all will be the first to hear about this training. I'm so excited to get this out to you. I've been working on this for weeks. I, I watched the, uh, the, the video myself today, and it's an incredible training. I'm so excited to get to put this in your hands completely for free. And what you're going to notice in this video is I get really honest with you, really vulnerable about what my mess looked like before God came in and cleaned it up. I, and I'm, I have screenshots to show you. I mean, I was a hot mess express and I'm going to put it on display for you to show you as my message the way that God transformed my life. And now because he's done that, he has sent me as a messenger and I'm now in my business doing ministry. So keep your eyes out next week for that training. Like I said, I'll drop it here in the podcast 
first before I even launch it to my Instagram account. I'm so excited for you to watch it. I cannot wait to hear how the Lord ministers to your heart through me being honest and vulnerable about the mess and what that looked like in my life. Um, it's called the High Ticket Sales Code. And I know that it can be a, a door to transform your life. Friend, I love you. I hope that you have an incredible week and weekend, and I'll chat with you on Monday. Hi, friend. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Bibles, Babies, and Business podcast. If you learned something from today's episode, or if it blessed you in any way, I would love to know. You can head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review, and I may just read your review on the show. Thank you again for being here, and I pray that God would fill you with peace in your faith, your motherhood, and your business, because you were made for this.